This episode of the Panther Up Pod is brought to you by Roster Up Media, home to tangible insight and fantasy sports. Follow us on rosterupmedia.com or on any of our social media platforms. Welcome back, Panther fans, to episode three of Panther Up, and we are in a good mood this week. We got our first win of the season, 1-0 for the first time in a couple years. We love that, and I have to say it was great to see the team back on the field. Great positive signs, a couple negative signs, but I'll get into recapping that game and doing a little bit of a forecast for a big matchup coming up this week. So... Sunday, we finally got to see Sam and Christian and that offense and the defense back out there on the field. It felt great. And of course, the NFL, you know, they hate, they screw us with schedules all the time anyway. And of course, they put the first game of the season, they make Sam go right up against the team that's been the monkey on his back now for the past four years. Um, So I have to say I was not too pleased to see that that's who we had to go against first. Now, thank God the game was in Charlotte and not in New York because I think it would have been a different story uh, for Sam's mentality. I think that the whole reason that he could be successful here is because the New York media just rips people to shreds when things are going wrong. And when Sam was drafted as a savior, you know, we all know that story of what happened with the Jets. But anyway, very happy to see that we won this game. And I got to say, he played well. I mean, that first half, he had, I think he had over 200 yards passing and two touchdowns already. And the best thing I saw from him moving around in the pocket and getting the ball out quick and realize, get the ball to number 22. It was so great seeing him back out there because every time he catches the ball, I mean, you're guaranteed an extra five or six yards, no matter what. And if Sam dumps it off to Christian McCaffrey 20 times a game and it works, I don't care. Is, and it seems that we already see Sam realizes that, hey, I don't have to make a huge play every time. If the pocket's collapsing, dump it off. So it was great to see him do that. It was great to see some of the footwork in the pocket. He missed a couple throws. I mean, he missed the seam to Ian Thomas for that first touchdown. He missed the out route to Terrace Marshall for another touchdown. And the handoff exchange on that fourth down. Um, He's come out and said that that was his fault. You know, he has to get a little wider and watch the fullback. You know, I don't know. But Sam, all in all, I think it was a positive performance. He doesn't have to hear anything about the Jets anymore. His name is not plastered all over SportsCenter for losing to the Jets, which would have been a nightmare. So again, very happy with with what Sam did and what I saw. On to the previously mentioned number 22, Christian McCaffrey. Boy, was it great to see him back out there. I mean, he had 98 rushing yards and about, I think he had 
89 receiving yards. So he almost had 200 all-purpose yards without breaking a sweat. I, I haven't heard one thing about him all week. And the guy just goes out. And oh, The only thing I hear about him is when people try to find anything negative to say. And we talk about his touches. I don't understand. I mean, if the guy is producing on the field, he's catching nine passes with ease. What do we care about that? I mean, the guy, we need him out on the field. And there's plenty of other people touching the ball when Sam's getting it out to DJ, when Sam's getting it out to Robbie or Arnold. You know, I mean, there's other people touching the ball. It's just that he's so good any time that he gets out there. It's just so hard to not give him the ball. I mean, what do you do? The problem sometimes I see with the Panthers is, you know, they'll use him, I guess, five plays in a row. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, we're using him too much. He can't be out there. And we go an entire drive without giving him the ball. And then everyone's like, well, where is he? It's like, well, it can't be both. It's got to be one or the other. Anyway, I really enjoyed seeing him back out there. He will definitely be getting in the end zone this week. That was the only thing missing from last week. Um, the offensive line play. The offensive line play, again, it was okay. But, I mean, he only got sacked one time. So as much as people want to complain about the offensive line, we were still missing John Miller with COVID, and he's coming back this week. So that was another – our O-line was already a little lacking in depth, and you take away it, one of the starters right before the game, you know, what do you expect? Uh, I think Taylor Moten played great, you know, just as usual. Uh, I, I just – I think Matt Paradise, though, we may have a problem with him at center. Uh, he, we, he was a big free agent signing – I think it was three years ago now. Um, he played horrible his first year. Last year, I thought he was a, a little, I mean, a little bit better. But again, now I'm looking at him again this year, and it's a lot of the same. So offensive line, clean up a little bit. But again, Sam only sacked one time. Um, getting to the defensive side of the ball, my God. The addition of Hassan Reddick, I think, is one of the most underrated moves of the offseason. When you're pairing him with Brian Burns, the two of them on the two outside edge rushers, they're hard to find another top duo like that in the league. I mean, there's definitely a couple out there, but they're in the top, you know, top five of two edge rusher duo in the league, I would believe. Um, and especially now with Derek Brown, looks like he grew up and getting a ton of pressure up the middle uh, just allows the two of them to feast on the outside. Um, now, the Jets' offensive line, you know, obviously no one's saying that they're the best in the league, but we were getting a lot of pressure. I mean, six sacks, I don't care who you're playing, six sacks is a lot of sacks in a game for a team. So I was really encouraged by seeing that. Uh, Shaq Thompson, can we talk about Shaq Thompson? I mean, it must have been the number change because an hour before the game, he gets the change into his single digit number seven. And he self-proclaimed by him had the game of his life. And I will back him up on that. I mean, he had 10 tackles, an interception, a sack. He was flying around the field. So I, I have to say it was the first time since Luke where I've seen uh, a linebacker just all over the field making plays. So I'm really hoping that means he could take a step up this year. 
because he is one of those guys that we did extend. Um, I think it was two years ago. So he's basically the old veteran presence on the team, which has been there for, I think this may be his sixth year. Um, so we are a young team. So it's nice to see him go out and have a hell of a game because linebacking, our linebackers were probably the weakest point on our defense if you had to point to it before the season. So, I mean, not, I mean, if you're going to include Reddick and Burns kind of rushers, edge rushers, that, you know, that middle linebacking core of Carter and Thompson, we're going to see. We're going to see what happens. But I was very, very excited to see Shaq go out there and have a game. Um, as far as the secondary, uh, I liked what I saw. Obviously, you know, JC, I was out there. Uh, Chin was out there. Jeremy Chin had a play, uh, a nice deflection. Jeremy Chin even had a nice play by not committing pass interference on that deep ball that Wilson threw um, to uh, to Corey Davis in the second quarter. That was nice to not – because they easily could throw a flag on that play every single time. So that was nice by him. Um, JC looked good. I didn't love, of course, that last touchdown um, was on him with Corey Davis. But that was a perfectly thrown football by Wilson. Um, and Horn was there. So I won't that, you know, he'll clean up on that. Um, so those were some very good positive signs. I mean, I really think this defense, if they get to play and gel a little more together, they could be a top 10 defense in the league. I mean, they're young, but like I said, even Dante Jackson, he looks like he's really matured now. He's actually tackling, which is nice. So if he starts tackling, playing well, and him and Horn, they really could be two lockdown corners. Um, and in the secondary, again, Chin always flies around, so he's a wild card. He could play anywhere. So, again, yes, very excited about how the defense looked. Um, but, my God, special teams. What are we doing? I mean, can you believe uh, Can you believe that we literally, the first touchdown of the game of this season, and we missed the extra point? I mean, this is now as I'm talking, been addressed yesterday. Thankfully, we got rid of Santoso, so we did not have to give the Giants that seventh-round pick that we offered them when we got him. That was on a condition that he would play two games, which I'm sure the Giants organization believed that he would be able to at least get two games out of the guy before they cut him, but nope. I mean, you miss an extra point, you're out. I'm all for them cutting him after that. I mean, that's literally your only job. So we bring in crazy Zane Gonzalez from the Cardinals, who didn't <laughs> didn't exactly put up stellar kicking numbers as evident of why he was cut. But the guy's been there before. He's kicked plenty of professional kicks. He's been around for a while. But I, I do not like how we are in a situation during the season right now where we still don't know who the kicker is. So, you know, we're going to, that's a development we're going to have to see going forward. Another thing too, I was not a huge fan of Charlton's punts this week. I really did. To be honest, he got out punted by a guy, a rookie kicker on the Jets who has never, let alone punt, he never kicked before in the NFL. And this guy was out there dropping 60 yard directional punts. So, I mean... Charlton did not have a great game. The special teams had a lot of penalties, did not have a great game. 
we have to fix that up. Um, I think we were beneficial in getting to play the Jets week one in the fact that a lot of things that we did, good and bad, we're going to be able to look back on tape and fix it up and, you know, still come away with a win because there were definitely some mistakes out there that, you know, we can't, we can't have if we're playing against, you know, upper level teams, if we want to actually contend this year, there's definitely things that need to be worked on. So at least we got to be able to make a lot of mistakes and still come away with a win. Um, a couple of things though, that I want to say is we can't, we can't be making the mistakes that we made over the past couple years, especially in the red zone. Red zone needs to convert to touchdowns. We cannot be kicking multiple under 30 yard field goals a game. Like that just can't happen anymore. You, I can't be, you know, I've seen over the past couple years, I don't know who moves the ball better between 20 to 20 than the Panthers. It's just, I'm sorry, probably even 20 to 10 yard line for the Panthers. And it's just cringeworthy waiting for them on the 10 yard line to just keep looking at the TV and saying, just score a touchdown, please. It's going to come back to bite us. Just score a touchdown. And it inevitably has been leading to these short field goals, you know, or as I just said, we'll score the touchdown and you got to hold your breath to see if the extra point goes in. So you know, those are the two things we have to work on. It's just red zone and unfortunately extra points. I can't believe I'm saying that, but yeah, those are two big things that need to be cleaned up and, uh, getting off the field on third down, you know, that was huge last year. And I think we did a good job this year of doing that. You know, again, we got Ben, we got lucky to get a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach and a bunch of rookie the youngest team in the league, the New York Jets, at home as our first game. So, again, this week coming up now becomes huge. So, before I transition transition to that game, just a little cap on last week. Monkey off the back for Sam. McCaffrey out there looking great. Defense flying around could be dangerous this year. Shaq Thompson could have been elevated to a pretty – stud linebacker for us and uh jc horn uh looked good for his first game just gotta clean up a couple things overall happy one and oh we'll take it now on to the big nfc south matchup this weekend all of a sudden Jameis winston is now an mvp candidate in the eyes of the media. Are we forgetting that Jameis Winston threw not one, not two, not three, but 30 interceptions when he was a starter with the Bucks two years ago, three years ago, whatever it was. Now, when you look at the stats of him against the Packers, obviously the five touchdowns are jumping out of the water, rightfully so. But he had 150 passing yards, and he didn't get touched once. The Packers didn't get to him at all. The guy sat there with a clean pocket 
because they thought they were going to hand it to Kamara every play and was able to throw those touchdowns and take advantage of bad field position. Yes, okay, that's good. He played a good game. I'm not going to take that away from him. But come on here. Are we forgetting this is Jameis Winston? All right? If he gets, if when we play them this week, and he's got the likes of Burns, Reddick, Brown, Fox, Chin up in his face, I would like to see what he's going to do. Okay? I am guaranteeing you he's turning the ball over this week. Okay? We're not, this is not Drew Brees anymore. As much as the Saints and the national media now is just drooling over Jameis Winston, I really am interested to see what happens this week if he gets some pressure in his face against those old nemesis Carolina Panthers defense for him, which I'm sure multiple of those 30 interceptions came from. Anyway, um, going into the game, though, next week, uh, I'll start offensively. With the game plan, I think Joe Brady, keep it up. You can keep giving McCaffrey, you know, this much. I, I, I'm a big, I, I, again, I just stated this, but I'm a big proponent of, I don't care how many times Christian McCaffrey gets the ball. If it's resulting in points and it results in wins, I don't care. Anyway, Sam has definitely um, developed a nice little chemistry with DJ Moore, which is interesting because he also, Still has that old chemistry with Rocket Robbie Anderson, which was evident last week, which could not have been a more perfect play uh, for him against the Jets, for the two of them to do that. Um, But again, I mean, Robbie had one catch last week. So we have weapons in a lot of different places. And when Joe Brady and Sam, we all connect finally, you're going to see, you're going to definitely see glimpses of what we saw week one but actually produce more points. So this week is huge. Marshawn Lattimore is out for the Saints. So again, we can attack their secondary. We can attack their defense. Um, I don't know what the hell Aaron Rodgers was doing last week. To be honest with you, I don't even know if he possibly was just throwing the game on purpose and uh, seeing the Jeopardy ratings go down. Maybe it was in his head a little bit saying, hey, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. So my, my team's not that great. And uh, I'm just going to pack it in here. Maybe maybe try to hit Devontae on a couple. And if uh, that doesn't work, then uh, I'll go do a couple more State Farm commercials. Because I don't really know what the hell that performance was last week. But I can guarantee you Sam will put up a better fight than whatever the heck the Packers gave the Saints last week. So I am very excited for this game. The Saints have absolutely owned us in the past couple years. I mean, it all started in 2017. You cannot lose to a team three times in the same season. And that's what happened. And they have been in our heads for the past couple of years. But I said this before the season, this is a different Saints team without Drew Brees leading them. And which is why I was shocked at what the heck happened last week. You know, so again, I am not a believer in the Saints call me biased all you want. I am not a believer that they are a top 10 in a power rankings type of situation team. We will see this week what happens. They, um, again, for some reason, they play us, we play them so much tougher in the Superdome than at home. So that's something that definitely needs to be changed this week. But I'm really excited. I'm really looking forward to it. 
a win here. I do not want to look ahead, but a win here. All of a sudden, you got a matchup against the Texans next week on Thursday night football. Prime time Panthers for a little 3-0 and action. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. We'll focus on this week. we got to get the job done. they got to bring the keep pounding back into the stadium. I don't know what happened last week. There was a lot of outcry over them taking away the keep pounding mantra before the game. But I have to believe it'll be back this week. Um, we have to play two halves of football. We can't do, you know, our typical every single Panther game coming down to biting your fingernails at the last drive. Somehow it always comes down to that. And again, it literally almost came down to that again this week. I was shocked that the Panthers made it easy when Christian McCaffrey got the first down and we were able to go into victory formation and didn't have to sweat out a Zach Wilson game-winning drive, which was shades of last year against the Chargers, where we almost let Justin Herbert drive 99 yards for a touchdown on us to win the game. Um, If anyone remembers that hook and ladder play that the Chargers dropped, that could have been that could have been a disaster last year. You would have seen that play a thousand times. But again, last year we're over that, and it's a new year. We're one and zero. If we can get this win here, like I said, two and zero with a win in the division would be huge. And I just want to put Jameis Winston on his ass this week. Derek Brown almost took Zach Wilson into the concussion protocol himself last week by landing on top of him. I really think that we can get to him. If Burns would learn how to just, he gets two hands on a guy way too much and doesn't bring him down way too much. He gets there. He takes that wide angle and tries to get to the quarterback. So he gets there. He's just got to bring him down. That's what the Panthers got to do. They're getting there. Just bring him down. I don't think Jameis is mobile enough to really escape the pocket and kill us with his feet. So as long as we get to him, put some pressure on his face, same old Jameis, Jekyll and Hyde, will come out. He'll turn the ball over a couple times. Our defense be flying around. Offense, get the ball to Christian McCaffrey. That is the game plan with a couple deep shots to Rocket Robbie or DJ underneath. Terrace Marshall, I'm predicting... I'm predicting a nice little designed wide receiver screen for a touchdown for Marshall this week, reminiscent of the preseason game. I'm thinking Joe Brady's got something up his sleeve for Marshall this week. So I'm predicting a Marshall touchdown, and I'm predicting, let's see, who's going to get the interception off of Jameis? Uh, uh, I don't know if Shaq, I mean, Shaq, ah, that new number with Shaq, you never know what's possible out of him. Mm. I would like to say, I want to give it to JC. Let's get JC's confidence up. We'll get JC for the nice pick off of Jameis, and we'll go from there. Capitalize on that. I'm predicting a nice two-touchdown game out of Christian McCaffrey as well. So you tally that up. I think the final score prediction for this game, I think the Panthers put up 20. I'd say I think the Panthers put up 27, 24 points. 24 points uh, on the Saints. I'm predicting 24-20 Panthers with uh, 
crazy Zane Gonzalez hitting his hitting his extra points and his lone field goal, and uh, maybe our defense gives up a meaningless meaningless touchdown just to, of course, make it close for Panther fans. It'll be a 10-point game, 24-14, and somehow the Saints will end up making it a three-point game and make us sweat it out at the end. But all in all, why not? Let's go 2-0, pick off Jameis a couple times, get a nice stranglehold, I, I want to say on the division, but I don't know, Tom Brady looked pretty good the other night. So let's just, maybe we'll go 2-0, and and then we'll look forward to a big, popcorn uh popcorn matchup between panthers saints uh thursday night i know the nation all the the eyes of the nation will be upon us at 2-0 against the texans next thursday so until next week panther fans good luck to us keep pounding keep the faith let's go sam jc christian let's get it done boys see you guys next week